0: <laughs> I'm a girl in the world. You can hey there, this is Shoot the Flick I'm so excited My name is Frankie Sparks And
1: <laughs> I'm Scott Eisenberg
0: And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies do we? we do, Scott. <laughs> Listen, this week we are celebrating. This is a celebratory podcast, Scott. You will feel the celebration, the cheer, the excitement. Barbie is coming out this weekend along with a little movie called Oppenheimer. But <laughs> who cares about that? Psh, that's what I say. We care about Barbie on this show this week because I had an opportunity to show Scott a movie. Truth be told, I was stuck between a Christopher Nolan movie that has been on my list for quite a while, or this movie that we're about to discuss. And the reason I chose this movie—well, there's actually a couple of reasons. One, I just really like the contrast of last week us talking about Mission Impossible, and then us doing this movie this week. That makes me laugh. But also, Scott has a particular and interesting relationship with Disney Television movies. And I really Do I? You do every DCOM I've shown you, you like have an issue with for some ridiculous reason. I mean, they're all gold, Scott. I don't understand why you have such problems with them. But uh this week we are watching a Disney, not a Disney Channel original movie but just uh, an ABC Disney TV movie that came out in the good old year of 2000, the year of cinematic gold incarnate. Scott, what are we watching today?
1: (sighs) Okay. When we started this podcast... (laughs) No, you
0: have to tell them (laughs) what we're watching first. (laughs) Just say the title, Scott. I know you want to. What are we watching?
1: We watched... Life size
0: That's fucking right we did Starring Lindsay Lohan And Tyra fucking Banks
1: I'm so excited When we started this podcast <laughs> Over 186 episodes ago
0: Oh my
1: I never thought Mm-mm. Not once nope. Did I ever think Preach. That we would ever I mean ever <laughs> Cover a movie with Tyra Banks in
0: it Yeah bitch I'm expanding your mind. I'm giving you culture. You're welcome. Okay? I watched this movie a lot as a child. And I, I am excited to share it with Scott today. Because if you've been around on the show for a while, you know. You know. I like to torture Scott with movies that I know he'll hate. Because it's just really funny. And this is no exception. The reason I picked this for barbie week because barbie is coming out and it's epic and i'm really excited to go see it but uh this whole movie is essentially tyra banks as a barbie doll come to life and that's the movie and i'm just really excited to talk about it because it's anything you think a decom is is in this movie and it's just oh chef's kiss nostalgic goodness it's so good
1: if you watch this movie it takes a lot from other movies. It really does. Like, if you watch movies like we do for a living, you could really honestly pick this movie part going, oh, we took this from this, took this from that.
0: It's any fish out of water story you yeah. ever did watch. Yeah.
1: This movie would be better with alcohol.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Pretty much most decoms, I think, at least from from our era, like... A millennials era of decoms that came out in like the 90s, early 2000s, right? All those decoms, if you were to rewatch them now, you could definitely have a grand old time with some booze and some friends and just like find a drinking game online and just have yourself a ball. Like, yeah. But we are professionals here at Shoot the Flicks. So we had to watch this stone cold sober with an analytical mind for the people, you see. Yeah, I think for the people like you, for the people like you that are crazy enough to listen to us talk about this.
1: Yeah, I think we I looked it up on Spotify. I think we're the fourth podcast to cover this
0: on Spotify. Oh, wow. That makes me really happy. Cool. I feel like this will be a nice shot of nostalgia for a lot of people. So, okay, Um, because we are a very well-oiled machine here at Shoot the Flick, we've had this episode kind of in the bank for a while that we were going to do it. And I didn't even think to look it up anywhere to see how we were going to watch it because it's a Disney movie. So I just naturally assumed it was going to be on Disney Plus, which was foolish of me because there's another ABC Wonderful World of Disney TV movie that literally people had to like campaign and protest for to get on Disney Plus, i.e. Rogers and Hammer signs, Cinderella starring Brandy. We will mention that in due time, by the way. Just keep that in your brain case for later. But uh, I was agog, aghast even, when I looked on Disney Plus and saw that Life Size starring Lindsay Lohan and Tyra Banks was not there. I was like, oh, fuck. Where is this movie? I looked. I fucking shit you not everywhere every streaming platform i looked i looked on youtube i looked fucking on amazon i looked everywhere and this movie has disappeared into the ether mind you they have the sequel to this movie on disney plus yes there's a sequel no i didn't watch it and i'm not going to because fuck that even i have standards so i had to go online like an idiot (laughs) and look for this movie to purchase with my money so I could own it forever and always. And the only form that I could find it in was in a DVD two-pack with life-size and another Disney Channel original movie starring Lindsay Lohan called Get a Clue from the year 2002, uh, which I have seen several times as a kid also. If... That sounds familiar to any of you listening and you're just like, oh my God, I forgot about that movie. Me too, girl. Me too. But uh, now I own it. <laughs> I own it. It's in my home. I bought it with my money. Like I, the things I do for this show. Mind you, I could have very easily just changed our plan and change it to the Nolan movie that I was thinking about doing. But I just didn't want to. I was like, I really wanted to rewatch the stupid movie. <laughs> So now here we are. And uh, I, I feel pretty good about my decision, actually, now that we've watched it and I've watched Scott watch it. I feel really good about it.
1: I'm glad you feel good dear.
0: So, okay. Scott, how how does this movie measure up to all the other DCOMs that I've shown you on this show? Because I've shown you quite a few. Um... This couldn't be less catered to you if it tried to be it's like about little barbie dolls and they have sports in it but sports are played very badly they
1: are They're and terrible. So um, we're gonna
0: get there also
1: <laughs> from boys from the age of eight to like 12 right yes this is not catered to them no and it's definitely not catered to a man who's 31 um no
0: <laughs> although you <he> watched it <laughs> I bet we can count on, like, one hand the amount of 31-year-old men that have watched this movie at the age of 31. And now you're on a very special list, possibly watched by the FBI. I was
1: about to say, and half of those people are probably in prison. Oh, Um,
0: no. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: I I joked before, but I never thought we would do a Tyra Banks movie.
0: Me neither. There's so very few of them, I think, so Uh, it's fair.
1: And I don't think she can act. No. No. And I wonder if you put somebody who can actually act in this movie, if it would be better
0: no. or worse. I, I don't. It would maybe be better, but it just wouldn't be the life size we know and love.
1: <laughs> oh, love is.
0: Listen, love. I th- listen. If you guys have listened to our High School Musical reviews, you know I look upon those movies with nostalgic. I feel like objective love i recognize that they're bad movies but like they're the bad movies that i grew up with and for some reason got an obscene amount of enjoyment from so i mean th- this movie is no exception it's terrible it's so bad but like it's also so good
1: <laughs> it honestly if you could put this up against like luck of the irish high school musical smart house i feel like this movie makes the least sense of all of them
0: For sure. I mean, we were in like the first 20 minutes of the film, not even. And you immediately pretty much were like, what the fuck is this thing? I'm like, I don't know. We're watching it. Shut up. Well, it's funny because you sit there and you're (laughs) like, someone
1: had to be really high to write this script because there's stuff that makes zero sense. I don't even
0: know if it's that necessarily. I think it's just, I, I think from a marketing perspective, it was probably really smart Because they were like, oh, Barbies. We're going to make our own Barbie doll. And we're going to make money. And Tyra Banks. Everyone loves Tyra Banks, right? No, see, that all... In 2000. That all
1: makes sense. Like, Barbie dolls, you know. There's occult magic. Yeah. There's a weird sex thing between a doll and a human,
0: kind of. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's an ending that makes... None. Absolutely zero sense. Z-
0: the ending is the best part. <laughs> the ending is the best part. If the, uh, uh,
1: the only effects in the movie are awful. Oh, well, Oh
0: yeah, well, Okay, well that's every Disney Channel movie, no, Scott. It's just
1: funny because you could have just done what you did in the beginning and just like cut away and then cut back. And you're like, oh, okay. No,
0: Scott, <laughs> that's too boring. We need to keep the children's attention with sparkly effects. <laughs> When you sit down and
1: think about it, you're just like,
0: what did I just... Does any of this make any sense? No, but it's amazing. So, uh, let's just do preliminary fun facts so we can, like, jump into this with both fucking feet. One of which has a, a serial number on it because that's the thing in the movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> that goes nowhere. I, well, I Kind of, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Life Size... Is a TV movie aired on ABC's Wonderful World of Disney on the Day of Our Lord Sunday, March 5th, 2000. And uh, it's directed and co written by a man named Mark Rossman, who also directed the Hillary Duff Cinderella story. If you don't know what that is, it's the one where Hillary Duff is like on Chad Michael Murray's shoulders. Remember Chad Michael Murray, guys? Yep. Remember? Do you remember him? Nope. No? Okay, well, she was on his shoulders in like a big poofy ball gown wearing Converse sneakers because she was so cool, you know? So he's behind that movie. And then it was also co-written by a woman named Stephanie Moore, who this is her only writing credit, which, I mean, I can understand, girl. (laughs) I mean, you know, this movie I feel like is, you know, baby's first women empowerment film like we're trying we're really trying to make tyra banks's character for women empowerment but we're failing miserably (laughs) it uh had a budget of seven million dollars and came out with a rotten tomato score of 48 percent with audiences this had a budget of seven million dollars yes
1: my brain just exploded oh how is this budget not two dollars
0: i mean most of that i'm sure went to fucking lindsey lohan and tyra banks let's be real (laughs) if not like the vast majority of it because yeah you look at this movie it looks like it costs all of like two dollars and you could do the effects on fucking microsoft paint (laughs) but um as i Also mentioned before, there is a sequel to this movie that came out in 2018. I I don't understand how that happened. Nobody asked for it. Nobody cared. (laughs) Apparently Tyra cared enough to produce the movie. But uh, it's called Life Size 2, A Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas movie. Get it? Babe, do you get it? Because it's A Christmas Eve and her name. Her name is Eve, babe. Just... uh (laughs)
1: I know this is an audio podcast, but for you people at home, I hope you feel, just feel the disappointment.
0: I don't know why you'd be disappointed, dear. We had a great time watching this movie. I don't know why you're playing it down so badly to the peoples, because you had really a lot of fun watching this movie and making fun of it. And don't worry, babe. I don't want you to fret, because we could always watch Life Size 2 a Christmas Eve, or... Tyra Banks our lord and savior has teased that there may be a life size 3 on the horizon maybe Lindsay Lohan will come back and by maybe I mean fuck no
1: (laughs) I don't even know the last movie Lindsay Lohan was in I know she's talking about. I don't about know,
0: but I I think she had like a reality show f- for a second, like more recently. Yeah, wasn't she, it like
1: called Totally Lindsay or something? I
0: think so. She's doing really good now, supposedly. I think she's pregnant or just had a baby or something. Like, she, I know they're talking about doing a Freaky Friday reboot with Jamie Lee Curtis. And I, I'm honestly, I would be down to see that. I would be down for Lindsay Lohan to make an acting comeback.
1: Yeah, have her eat some yogurt. She'll be fine.
0: Jamie Lee's all about the yogurt, Scott.
1: Oh, Lindsay Lohan's going to switch places with Jamie Lee. She's got to eat some yogurt.
0: Yeah, she's got to clear out them bowels for sure. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. We're already talking about bowels in this uh, review. This is going to go really well. Well,
1: Eve is anatomically correct, as she tells us.
0: Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. But, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this, even though, yes, it's bad. It's bad, guys. But, you know, it's been a while since we covered, like, a purposely bad movie on here, I feel like. it's 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 been a a hot second so babe i i shudder to ask you this question but are you ready to get into the nitty and the gritty are you ready to sparkle and shine with eve of sunnyvale
1: i'm ready to go in all dark drop the nuke
0: oh god (laughs) no no we're not doing oppenheimer So we start off our movie, our cinematic masterpiece, if you will, by meeting Eve, our Barbie doll of the movie. She is beauty. She is grace. Eve is the hot new toy of this movie. However, maybe not so much because we immediately open the movie with... Uh, some you know normal, totally chill, and with it, two thousands children walking totally past, it. walking past a toy store, and walking past a display of these Eve dolls. They walk by her and say, "We don't want that. It doesn't have
1: microchips."
0: <laughs> Literally, I wrote down the line in quotes: "I don't want a doll." I want something with microchips and over it I just wrote in all caps millennium with <laughs> exclamation but like this is this is the type of cinema we were getting in the late 90s early 2000s where it's all about technology we're moving into the internet age the amount of times this movie relies on the internet when it's, it's not how the internet works. I feel like that's also a theme in just DCOM movies. Oh, yeah. Like it, they use the internet wrong. F- wrong, very wrong. <laughs> it's just, it's
1: so funny to watch dialogue in kids' movies. You can tell how not kid the dialogue is.
0: No, that's true. You can definitely tell that this was written by grown-ass adults that do not connect at all with the 2000s youth but um after this we meet our main character although i feel like she she's out of the movie a lot for being the main character like in there are chunks of the movie where she's just not there she's it's the co-star
1: kind of thing like sure
0: i guess she's kind of shares the limelight with tyra well because she has the
1: beginning and she's got some spots in there where tyra's not there mm-hmm. but it's Lindsay lohan
0: yes she plays casey before this she starred in the parent trap in 1998 actually in the trailer for this movie they introduce her as the from the parent trap Lindsay lohan and then Within, like, four or five years from this movie, she was in Mean Girls. I feel
1: like the person you could compare her career the most to is Macaulay Culkin. Sure. Because they had the big rise as they were young. Yeah. And then they hit, like, teen, Mm -hmm. and it all went away.
0: Yeah. That's probably—that makes sense. Also, Amanda Bynes, too, I feel like, is similar. Unfortunately, a lot of child stars kind of have that— big boom and then fall off and then they struggle with you know drugs or mental health or things like that and it it, that's why it does make me happy that Lindsay Lohan particularly like just has seemed to really kind of bounce back and kind of have her shit together now it makes me really happy but yeah she was just huge button in this movie uh she is a seventh grade girl named Casey and she is a tomboy extraordinaire she is the quarterback The quarterback (laughs) for uh, her middle school football team. And we catch them in her opening scene practicing for this football. Or was it the actual game? It was the actual game. Oh, shit. Okay. Scott immediately shit his pants and that's why i love watching like random movies sometimes with him like this it's like again this movie could not be catered less to him however he just like glommed on to the football scenes any sports scene in any movie no matter how shitty or ridiculous he will glom onto them and just rip it to shreds well because it's so
1: bad it's like i don't know if it's actually lindsey lohan throwing the football because
0: i doubt it
1: it's the worst thrown football i've ever seen <laughs> it's fumbling all over the place in the air and then the kid who's catching the ball can't catch the ball for shit and
0: then in the next scene they mentioned that they won the game and they're in the championship and scott was like appalled he's like wait how the fuck did that happen <laughs> like you benched your starting quarterback like if
1: lindsey lohan's your starting quarterback how did you win that game
0: Right, well cuz she's fighting with this other kid and she she's in a in a bad way. Little oh, Casey. Hey,
1: hey, hey. It's been 2 years. Get the fuck off. <laughs> oh
0: my god. Okay, so <laughs> typical Disney movie, right? The mom's dead and the dad is a workaholic. He is a lawyer and he's trying to make partner and he never comes to Casey's football games or practices. I don't give a fuck about your football game. I'm trying to make partner, babe. Fuck you. She's walking around town. At one point
1: in this movie.
0: Right. And her old friends are saying like, oh, after her mom died, she ignored us and she doesn't hang out with us anymore. And the kids are really, really harsh with her. It's been two years. She should get over it. It's so, it's like, that's literally what they say. Ugh, it's been two years. it's like well, get over it. Like, wait, what? It's one of those things like
1: when you have the bully of the movie, like, picks right. on the person for like their parents dead or something. Yeah.
0: It's literally like Harry Potter. Remember there, <laughs> yeah. that one scene in one of the Harry Potter movies where Dudley's like, where's your mom, Potter? She dead. It's like, what? <laughs> why is that something to make fun of someone for? We established throughout the movie that this child... Is really, she's in crisis. I mean, she is talking about wanting to resurrect her mother from the dead. And she's apparently talked about this so many times to the point where her father has put her in therapy. But she, in this movie, she never goes to see the therapist. So, it's, well, he's a quack. It's implied, yeah, she calls him a quack. So, it's implied that, like, she just doesn't like the doctor. So, she just doesn't go to therapy anymore. But clearly, she's not very well adjusted because she's literally talking about resurrecting her. Her dead mom.
1: <laughs> well, she goes on website for the resurrection. That's just a whole fun thing we'll get to in a second.
0: I I love how you said that's so blase. And people who aren't like fully maybe listening, like in their car driving to work, are like, wait, did he just say resurrection? <laughs> yes, yeah, so he just said resurrection. <laughs> in this Disney movie? Yes, he did just say that. So, yeah, a big plot point in the beginning of this movie is that Casey wants to resurrect her mother, and she literally goes on the internet and looks up mysticism and spells oh it's always so fun on a website called mysticism and spells you
1: know what this website looks like this website looks like the old space jam website
0: yes absolutely
1: that was up for years until i think it finally got like rebooted probably because
0: they did the new movie exactly so casey finds a bookstore in town that has this book called the book of awakenings and it has apparently a resurrection spell that she can use so she goes to this bookstore and she sees that the book is expensive
1: 150 dollars.
0: right which for a 12 year old is expensive expensive. i found this choice odd she didn't just steal the book which would be like the easiest fucking thing to do just like have her steal the book and like run out No, she didn't do that. She took out money out of her wallet, like a couple of singles, I feel like, and threw it on the shelf and then stole the book. It's like, wait, that doesn't... Just because you put money down, this isn't like an auction. You can't just (laughs) throw and then leave. That's not how it works. So while
1: all this is going on, we have to go to the
0: father. Yes. The dad, whose name is Ben, played by Jerry Burns, who he looked familiar to both of us, but we couldn't pinpoint exactly what we knew him from. He just had a familiar looking face because he's been on like a million TV shows well, yeah, over I the think years.
1: He has facial hair in here, and I think in most other things he doesn't have facial hair. And I think yeah. that's what was throwing us off. But
0: he's like the most awkward, vanilla white dude you ever did see in your well, life. Well, not only that, he's
1: got a blonde coworker. Who ah ate, yes wants his dick?
0: Oh my god,
1: so bad.
0: That was one of the like more weirdly like surprising things in the movie for me rewatching, and I was like, I don't remember this lady being so thirsty and like obnoxiously thirsty.
1: He is like, I I don't want this. I really don't want this. I couldn't be less interested in you yeah than i am the
0: dad makes it pretty glaringly clear that like he's not fully into it whether he finds her attractive or not i don't really know he doesn't really communicate that per se but he kind of just gives up the vibe that he's not ready to date or whatever after his wife's passing which is fine it's Uh,
1: been two years get get over over it.
0: it the lady's name is drew uh, and her, she's played by Anne-Marie Delouise. I recognized her right away because she's also been on a lot of TV but she's also she's been on a couple episodes of uh, you know that show that I love so much Supernatural Aww. there were a few little uh, cameos in here by Supernatural people I was kind of like digging it. I was like, oh, you were on a couple episodes. You were on an episode. You were like, it, it was very cool. But um, only for me, though. <laughs> no one else. But yeah, so the dad uh, is typical workaholic dad in kids and movies. He's Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger in uh, Jingle All the Way. Yes. He's, you know, the single father who no longer has any idea how to balance work and personal life.
0: Yeah, which again, watching this as an adult, it just comes off very almost negligent because clearly your daughter is struggling very, very much. She is just outwardly and openly talking about wanting to resurrect your dead wife. She won't shut the fuck up about it. She's isolating herself from her friends. She's clearly not grieving well this is all basically just to establish family in crisis that could only be helped by magical barbie doll come to life clearly this is the only avenue that can help them of course we also establish here that the dad is kind of a dick Didn't he talk about how he took Casey to a Green Bay? Oh, my God. New England Super Bowl game. Oh, my God. And you were like, you were bugging. I was like, wait, what?
1: Oh, my God. So, okay. The Super Bowl, huge event every year, cost a ton of money to get into the Super Bowl. I think like the cheapest ticket is like $25,000.
0: Okay, but mind you, this was in 2000, okay, so this is over 20 years ago. Even still. So let's say,
1: hypothetically even still, let's say it's two grand for the okay, cheapest ticket.
0: fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And now, so he's bought tickets for him and his family, and he decides he's going to Put his daughter on his shoulders for the entire game, blocking the view of people behind him who have also spent a ton of money. To see this game this once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity.
0: Oh my god. What an asshole The dad shares this like little anecdote with Casey to like, you know, like, ah, oh, remember the good old days, like reminiscent shit? And <laughs> the whole time, this like cutesy little bonding moment in the movie is <laughs> pissing Scott off to the nth degree. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, oh, yes, yes, I feed off your rage, husband. <laughs>
1: What an asshole. Oh, it
0: was so great. I was so happy. So later that night, I think for Casey's birthday. Yes. uh, Drew comes over, this girl that's trying to get in the dad's boxer shorts, because clearly he wears boxer shorts. Um, He
1: strikes me as the guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. She comes over and as a birthday gift, she gets this very tomboyish young lady a eve doll you know in little beautiful little dress And you know she's I'm Eve I'm so pretty and look at me I'm a pretty little doll and uh, Drew is like oh it's a collector's item you don't have to play with it but you know I thought it'd be fun yeah that's what I want as a 12 year old I want something like that I can leave on my shelf yeah like that I'm literally just gonna throw on the shelf and not give a fuck about okay whatever so she is unimpressed by the gift ends up going up to her room and just starting a fucking resurrection seance fucking thing just in the middle of the evening upstairs while her dad and his not girlfriend are downstairs in the kitchen it's no, so weird well not only she that, prepares the altar guys that's not, what it says in the book
1: she prepares the altar <laughs> not only that the girlfriend who's not a girlfriend goes upstairs and just starts
0: fucking around
1: basically yeah
0: we also established that She's only known these people, the dad and the daughter, for six months. Because she's she's working at the dad's firm. So she's only been in their lives for six months. And, like, again, the dad is not, like, on her titties or anything. Like, he's very kind of at arm's length with her, trying to friend zone her, all that good stuff, right? So it's just odd that she just is constantly in their buttholes, like, just trying to insert herself into this family... It's it's odd.
1: But she goes up there, fucks up the altar by trying to touch her trophies.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, look at these trophies. Whoa, oh, no, and knocks shit over. And then <laughs>
1: Lindsay Lohan was going to use her mother's brush to, like, resurrect her mother.
0: Yes, with her hair in it. But
1: as she kind of walks away from Drew, Drew takes the brush and brushes the hair of the Eve doll. I
0: can't. It's so... <laughs> So So
1: when Lindsay Lohan does the ritual for resurrection, remind you, the spell is for resurrection. resurrection. It works on the Eve doll, which has never been alive, so it can't be resurrected. But
0: it doesn't work on the mom's hair. Even though the mom's hair is still in the brush. brush and she was once alive, Eve was never alive. The only, the only thing I can think <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Of, the only thing I can
1: think of, and this is the only way I could even le- logically be like, okay, maybe this is what you were going for, is the mother's soul
0: is what, in... It goes
1: into the doll. the doll.
0: But then that doesn't make sense either because she's never like, I'm your mom. Well, I'm just in this doll. Hi. like but, It's not a Jack Frost, Michael Keaton situation. Well, no, but, uh, well I'm not
1: thinking like it, maybe because the mother's been dead for two years it's not like a one-to-one match like she doesn't have her memories
0: no it's not that though because she when eve comes to life she constantly talks about eve things and how she's from sunnyvale and how she used to be a police officer and a doctor and a secretary and a this and oh how i love clothes and (laughs) i was trying
1: to i was trying to give the movie no
0: don't do that scott don't give this movie any more credit than it deserves so yeah drew leaves after clearly violating casey's personal space casey completes the ritual and the book glows. And the Eve doll glows. And next thing you do, we cut to the next morning.
1: Where Tyra Banks wakes up next <laughs> to Lindsay Lohan.
0: Yes. And
1: Lindsay Lohan goes, you're the Eve doll. Almost immediately. Like, she for a little bit goes, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then like five seconds later, you're the Eve doll. Like, yes, you are correct.
0: But that seems like a large leap. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, But to be fair, just picture yourself, I know this is difficult, but picture yourself as a 12-year-old Lindsay Lohan, (laughs) and you wake up in your bed, and there's a (laughs) a six-foot-tall Tyra Banks, fully dressed in a going-to-the-club outfit, in your bed clearly walking and talking as if you are a doll come to life suddenly like she can't walk right she doesn't know what the fuck's going on like it's i don't know what conclusion i would come to maybe not oh oh no i brought my doll to life but she did just complete a shoddy resurrection spell from an unknown book that she fucking stole from a bookstore so i mean you know we're not exactly operating with a full deck i guess here but um just to give some context on tyra banks supermodel extraordinaire she did do some acting uh she's mostly known i guess for america's next top model which i will admit i did watch back in the day uh that started in 2003 which kind of blew my mind when i looked that up i'm like damn that was a long time ago but still
1: so she's just a model at this point
0: Well, she also did Coyote Ugly the same year as this, which I don't know much about that movie. I know it's just like girls dancing on a bar.
1: Yeah, I've never seen it.
0: Something like that. That's a movie she was in. And she also was in um, Halloween Resurrection. Oh, Resurrection. Was it Resurrection in 2002? Oh, that's right. I forgot. God, she's in the movie with uh, uh, Buster Rhymes. Yes, the Buster Rhymes one.
1: Trick or treat,
0: motherfucker. Oh my God. <laughs> so she's done some acting over the years, but mainly, yeah, she. I think she's just mainly a model at this time. She, her film career, if you can call it that, is very new at this point. She, her, her film career is nothing
1: compared it's, to Lindsay Lohan's oh, film no. career. Oh no.
0: Because not for nothing. I mean, Lindsay Lohan is a child at this point, but even as a child, Lindsay Lohan was a decent actor. <laughs> she could act. Like circles Parent Trap, around
1: Trap. Yeah, I
0: mean Parent Trap is a great fucking movie. Yeah, it is. And like I don't love Mean Girls. Like some people really like swear by Mean Girls the movie. Fine. It's fine, but she does you know, she's a decent actress obviously tyra banks is not known for her acting skills let's just put it that way oh yeah so she's bad she's very bad yeah Oh. but to be fair the role does not require a lot of uh you know acting chops she really just has to act like a space cadet oh yeah the whole time and she does
1: she does there are times though like she gets bug-eyed I'm like, yo, no, Yeah,
0: well, her whole thing, there's an arc at some point in this movie. Th- there are so many different arcs that happen in this movie for the characters, It felt like the filmmakers were just throwing different arcs at the wall to see what stuck. But one of the arcs in this movie is that Tyra Banks, as Eve, doesn't know what emotions are. She don't know what it is to be human. She can't even cry. So, like, the whole thing we establish pretty much from the beginning that she is a cold, unfeeling, empty vessel... That just smiles all the time because happy, this is what happy is, right? Right?
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: And, hey, that's probably not too far from what Tyra Banks is in real life. She had a talk show, too. I forgot about that. She had a talk show with people that she talked to. Uh, God. Anyway, what was her name? Anyway. Oh, so, yes. Tyra's uh, alive. So, yes, we cut to the next morning, and Eve is alive. She spouts out her little catchphrase, which is slightly problematic. Hi, I'm Eve, and you're my special friend. That's c- kind of weird. That's a odd choice.
1: So Lindsay's like, oh, no, I've made a mistake. I brought this doll to life. I, If I look back at the book, I have four days to make you back into a doll.
0: Yes. By sunset on the fourth day. If you don't reverse the resurrection. It's permanent. But
1: the spell isn't in the book I have. It's in volume two.
0: That's how they get you Scott. It's a fucking pyramid scheme. <laughs> these fucking. <laughs> these these, these, these occ- fucking occult books. <laughs> and when she goes on the internet. To like look up. If they have this book. Uh, they don't. Um, apparently it's not coming to the store until like a week from now, which doesn't it's not good. But she doesn't really do anything to stop it. Like she doesn't have any plan B. She's just like, well, just I'm gonna have to wait and see if the book comes in. Uh otherwise I'm fucked. Basically what happens after Eve comes to life, Casey kinda freaks out and she's like, Okay, I'm gonna go to this bookstore and try to find this fucking book
1: with my bucket hat.
0: With bucket hat in tow, I I gotta say I've never wanted to wear a bucket hat more than I did after watching this movie. I was like, oh, bucket hats! What happened to you, bucket hats? So the bookstore owner, once he spots Lindsay Lohan, starts like chasing her. Eve runs after her, but Lindsay fucking trips in the middle of the street and almost gets hit by a fucking truck mind you the dad is also chasing her down too because he finds her and he's like what the fuck? what's going on so eve just runs out in the middle of the street and holds her hand out like fucking like that guy from fucking austin powers no, no! Watch, out. watch out no, watch out. no! And she saves Lindsay Lohan's life and she gets to meet cute with the dad. This is the most implausible part of the movie about a magical fucking doll that comes to life. The romance, quote unquote, between Tyra Banks <laughs> and this fucking white lily livered <laughs>
1: Lily Leveridge,
0: fucking, fucking boring, vanilla ass man is like just the least probable, believable thing in the movie because they I, have, feel,
1: I feel like we ripped him apart, but God, calling him Lily Leveridge. Lily Leveridge.
0: I mean, I mean, he's just so bland and boring. This poor guy. And Tyra, she looks at him as if he were the hunkiest dude in all the land she's like oh you're so handsome all the guys back home in sunnyville are so stiff (laughs) because they're dolls (laughs) babe (laughs) do you get it they're dolls that's why they're stiff scott
1: so Tyra Banks convinces the dad to take her to the mall.
0: Oh, my God. And that's this is where we start getting all the fish out of water humor. And Yeah, she
1: can't walk up the escalator. Yeah. There's a whole...
0: Oh, my God. Oh, Humanity. Eve's never dressed
1: herself. The
0: oh. real world. It's so weird. Which,
1: which is a weird thing to say to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah,
0: she at one point grabs all his clothes and goes to Lindsay Lohan and is like, dress me. And it's like, ew, okay. <laughs> weird. But not only that, she doesn't have her own money. So she's spending the father's money. Oh yes, because he's indebted to her for saving his child's life. So he's like, "Oh, I'll loan you some money." And, and I kept thinking, like, "Dude, remember that ten thousand dollar credit card debt you still have, Dad? I can't go to college now because you have all this interest from the fucking credit card bills that Eve ran up for the four days she was in our lives." So, yeah, we have, like, a typical 90s, 2000s like, mall dressing up montage with different outfits and things, and...
1: And the father and Lindsay keep shaking their heads, and now...
0: Cute little, like, pop song plays over it. It's, like, very cutesy, you know, standard shit.
1: They go get dinner at an Italian restaurant. It's funny, because... Tyra Banks doesn't know how to hold the menu. It's upside down. Oh, my God.
0: It's so funny. She don't know how to read. (laughs) Then she eats the bread and butter chunks whole. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's fun. She eats pats of butter. I'm like, me, girl,
1: me. And we kept joking. Hey, Tyra, you're not allowed to have carbs. No,
0: you're a model, (laughs) bitch. You've never eaten this many carbs in your life. At one point. Tyra, because this is a Barbie equivalent Eve, right? She mentions that she's done all these jobs. She's a police officer. She's been a doctor. She's been a secretary. She's been a park rangers been like every fucking job under the sun right and she says oh i you know i've done office work and the dad's like oh well we could use somebody down at the office tomorrow would you like to do some office work for us tomorrow miss secretary we'll pay you in money and she's like sure i'd love to help (laughs) i'm a doll and she goes The fucking. She goes to the fucking law office the next day to help with secretarial work and just completely sends the company into a downward spiral. She's deleting files, she's
1: shredding other files. In one day, she might have set this office back years.
0: Like, literally, like, hundreds or thousands of dollars. Just one day of work, you've set this place back. But it doesn't matter, Scott. Cause None of gave, that matters. Because she
1: gave the other secretary a makeover.
0: Yeah. She was frumpy and had, like, a hunchback and greasy hair. And Eve gave her a makeover, and now suddenly... The fact that she can't type or read or send a fax. Remember faxes in 2000? So the fact that she can't actually do any secretarial work is totally made up for because she gave one of the other co-workers a makeover and made her look like a completely different actress. We were questioning whether this uh, co-worker was two different actresses (laughs) before and after makeover.
1: That she also gives uh, the father a massage. Oh, God. and She makes
0: Drew creepy thirsty lady jealous like it was so weird oh she makes thirsty lady
1: jealous she has the father's friend
0: oh yeah his i think his
1: name was richie or something richie rick something of that sort he his tongue is like out of his mouth
0: yeah he's very into her and he asks her out to like some work party or something that's, that's happening going on. tonight yeah and uh she goes with him and the dad goes with drew For but like it's so bad like they're dancing at this party, the dad and Drew and he could not be less interested in her like he's looking around and other shit like she literally says to him at one point I think like oh like are you distracted like hi like we're dancing together you fuck and he's like oh sorry
1: and then Richie or Rick he tries to like flirt with Eve and be like hey you want to go uh. Back to my place, and she slaps him <laughs> because she learned it in while watching TV.
0: Yeah, oh TV, ah. oh the human world—it's so exciting.
1: But then he ends up with the other secretary, so he's fine. He's gone. Now. Yeah,
0: he ends up with the pretty makeover girl because, like, she she tells him like, "Oh, Richie, Richard, Rick, guy, you're so funny and handsome. You could be with any girl you want by just being yourself. You don't have to be a skis ball." I don't think she says skis ball, but he's basically a skis ball. Yeah. And then w- within like ten minutes of talking to Eve, he's not a skis ball anymore. Nope. Eve solving all the world's problems one scumbag at a time. Yep,
1: she dances with the father, and it's a great time for him.
0: One thing I do want to bring up also is another like random little nitpicky thing that Scott had that took over his brain for like a good five to ten minutes while watching this movie oh my god the live band that was playing at this party drove scott up the fucking wall so
1: you're listening to the music and when you keep seeing the band they're not playing the piano player is like he's just slapping the keys randomly (laughs) the bass player is just fucking going to town when there's no bass line i'm like what the fuck are we doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think as a bass player, Scott was particularly offended by the bassist. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But yeah, now now we can talk about the theme song. <sighs> Scott Scott was sitting, enjoying, not, not enjoying, but he was, he was hanging in there like a real champ. And then I said, uh-oh, we're about to get to the theme song. And Scott turns to me and he's like, the, theme song? <laughs> the theme song? Oh yes, dear. There is a theme song. It's called Be a Star. Shine, bright, shine, far. Don't be shy, Be a star. Where you live, where you are. Be a star, shine. Bright, shine Scott, do you wanna to talk to us about the theme song?
1: Well, the only thing I'm gonna mention is I'm gonna sit off my wife now um wait what i'm gonna sit off my wife now
0: Oh, you gonna set i thought you said sit on my wife now i'm like whoa babe <laughs> whoa. <laughs> that's not appropriate i mean whoa, there's no whoa, video whoa, for this whoa, podcast whoa, whoa. but still not appropriate
1: um but i'm gonna sit her off because this is on spotify
0: <laughs> oh my god okay yeah 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 okay so the, the song is called be a star it's written by the director of this movie along with a guy named George Blondheim who is a Canadian jazz musician slash composer and it kind of makes sense because there's some pretty actually decent uh, like jazz sax riffs in, oh, the, yeah. in the song which are nice but the song the song <laughs> it's so wild it's, it's crazy guys Tyra's singing a song and the reason I got set off when thinking about this is because I just on a whim decided after we finished the movie to look it up on Spotify to see if the song was on Spotify and it fucking is okay it's fucking on Spotify and you know why that pisses me off Scott you know why it pisses me off audience why Frankie because the Rogers and Hammerstein Brandy Cinderella TV movie that came out through Disney the same fucking vehicle that this movie came out of the wonderful world of disney right came out with the brandy cinderella brandy you know an actual fucking singer that cinderella like i mentioned i told you guys keep it in your brain case for later this is later welcome to later that's a fucking great movie don't worry eventually we'll cover it on this show she's an actual singer Whitney Houston is in that movie. Whitney fucking Houston is in that movie. She is a fucking singer. Bernadette Peters, an actual singer in that movie. They all sing songs. They all do great. And guess how many of those songs are on Spotify available for our listening pleasure? Zero, Scott. Zero. But we have Tyra's song, fucking Be a Star. Mind you, it's a very catchy song. It's an earworm against my better judgment and my will. It's in my brain now and it won't get out. But like, it doesn't make any sense to me why they won't release the album to Rogers and Hammerstein's Brandy Cinderella on Spotify. But they have this fucking song. This. Explain it, Scott. Make it make sense. I don't get it. I can't. Uh, You can't. Exactly, you can't.
1: Frankie started this rant trying to get my opinion at first, and I knew, I knew, no matter what I said, (laughs) it wouldn't have added up to anything equal to the rant my wife just had. So I gladly sat back and let her take the wheel for that one.
0: Well, you set me up for that. I know. (laughs) He wanted me to lose my shit because I keep setting you up to lose your shit about the football scenes in this movie. So you're like, all right, let's let Frankie lose her shit about the song. (laughs) Uh, so. But how did you like the song? We got to talk about your opinions on the song, dear, because I feel like the the theme song, how it was introduced into the movie kind of took you by surprise.
1: I know none of the words. It's a catchy little beat to it. Uh, but I know none of the words.
0: But yeah, she does this whole performance of this theme song about how great Eve is. And it, it's this, it's like a theme song oh my from a God. fucking commercial. She
1: Marty McFly's the band.
0: Oh, Yeah. And oh she- my god she's like do you know this song and he's like uh no but like I'm sure we can follow along if you just start singing cause that's the thing that happens you know in normal life <laughs> anyone could just pick up a mic and start singing any random things and then the band will just come in and know the whole beat to the song we
1: also kept joking like when the band first showed up we're like where's mike myers where's the
0: oh yeah from uh so i married an axe murderer woman it comes off very much like a beat poetry fucking play yeah the, the budget for this movie completely went to tyra and Lindsay clearly because wow. like it it literally looks like a, a rinky dink little like bullshit yeah back room of a restaurant or a bar or something that oh you yeah. would have like a eight-year-old's birthday party. Oh, yeah.
1: There's there's still dinner service going on outside the this place. Oh,
0: for sure. They catered out to, like, fucking... Italian. Yeah, they literally catered out to... Not, like, Domino's, but, like, just a slightly more upscale Italian place than Domino's.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh my God. So, finally, Tyra and the father go home.
0: Ooh, baby. They're very flirty. They're
1: very flirty, and they go to kiss it, but Lindsay stops them and, like... (gasps)
0: What are you doing? Lindsay's like crying, and she's like, "You betrayed mom." Man, she's all sad, and it it is genuinely sad. Like I'll, I'll give it to Lindsay; she genuinely emotes, even as a child actor. Like you believe her, like how sad she is, and you feel things, but during that whole portion of the movie where like Eve is a secretary and then she's going to the party and she's getting all dolled up and flirting with their dad. Like Lindsay Lohan is really nowhere to be found. Like they try to set up like a subplot with her where she's trying to prove to the dad that Eve is a doll by, she has the certificate of authenticity and she's like, Oh, all the Eve dolls have serial numbers on their foot. So all I have to do is show my dad, <laughs> this this random woman's foot and he'll believe that she's a doll magically come to life like it's so stupid but they just did that i guess so she could have something to do yeah during this time and then all of a sudden yeah she pops up as eve and the dad are about to kiss and she gets really sad and crying it's like a really kind of heartbreaking scene the dad goes after her and it's sad
1: it's sad but we have to cut to the football scene next
0: Oh, God, are we back to another football practice? We
1: are back to the football practice God damn it. And again, Lindsay throws the football. The guy doesn't catch it. She yells at him. The coach sits Lindsay on the sideline
0: eve comes to the to the practice mind you the dad is still not present her his daughter just had like a fucking emotional breakdown the night before and he doesn't think you know what i'm gonna leave work early today go see my kid at her football practice and maybe like have a heart-to-heart with her now that she's calmed down no doesn't do that but the la- the random lady that she just met like two days ago is gonna go to the game or the practice i should say and like try to cheer her up so she brings up the fact that she doesn't know what tears are and Lindsay's like you don't know what being a human is you've never been hurt you've never lost someone blah 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 you don't know how to cry you're a fucking plastic piece of shit but um essentially the purpose of that scene is for Eve and Casey to start bonding they talk about the mom and <laughs> this is where Scott and I <laughs> got like our most unintentional laugh from the movie <laughs> because Casey starts talking about how her mom died which on paper should be a very sad moment (laughs) but Scott and I are sickos so she says um, oh my mom it just kind of came out of nowhere she went to the doctors for a checkup and then they found something and Scott without missing a beat Scott without missing a beat just goes and then the doctor stabbed her in the chest and I was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why that was so funny to me and to scott we were both crying laughing i think it was just a combination of like really good timing on his part comedically and also the fact that we were watching fucking life size from the year 2000 released (laughs) on fucking abc so we we were just itching to have a genuine hearty laugh and And scott delivered scott delivered man but yeah, this is the beginning of Eve and Casey beginning to bond. There's one moment where like they're chatting in Casey's bedroom and they're on her bed and they're talking and then she tucks her in. She literally tucks Lindsay Lohan in, which is okay. Weird. like it's supposed to be like a cutesy moment. And I believe that it was acted that way in earnest, but... As an objective audience member that is also an adult, watching that, I'm like, as a dad, because the dad's standing right there while this is happening. You just met this lady. Three days ago. Two or three days ago. You have seen her to your daughter's face say, you're my special friend, Casey. That's literally what she said. And then she (laughs) and then the child who's in her underwear, mind you, gets tucked into bed by Tyra Banks, kissed on the forehead and the light, you know, like the whole tuck in situation. It's a little uncomfy. I was like, wait a minute. This is weird, but it's played totally straight. Oh, yeah. But I get it. Like we're pressed for time. We have to squeeze in all this bonding and love. All this bonding and love. Even though for the majority of the film outside of the past maybe 10 minutes, Lindsay Lohan hated Eve and everything she stood for. It's fine. It's okay. We have the championship game tomorrow. Ah, yes. Yes.
1: And the dad will definitely be there. That's what he says. I'll definitely be there.
0: Right. And uh, in the meantime, Casey also finds out that the volume two of the book that has the resurrection reversal spell is in the bookstore. And she can go get it. But she tells Eve, like, no, I don't want to get it anymore. Like, I would never send you back now. We're buddies. So, like, you can stay here forever. And then Eve decides No. Yeah, she's homesick because she sees a commercial, not a commercial, but a a news report. It's newsworthy shit in 2000 that this Barbie doll fucking knockoff is going out of business. Eve gets very sad and she's like oh I'm homesick I need to go home I can fix it right that that's where this plot line comes into play where it's like oh Eve wants to go back to Sunnyvale quote unquote meaning the toy company I guess to fix quote unquote the Eve dolls and make them not go out of business okay doesn't make any sense no to me as like a however old I wasn't like I was eight years old when this came out it made perfect sense
1: so we get to the football game. The father, of course, is
0: stuck in, a meeting. Stuck in a meeting because
1: the clients are late. And he finally decides, you know what? Fuck this. And he leaves to go to the game.
0: Yeah, he has this big moment with his boss. And he's like, Mr. So-and-so, I don't care if this ruins my chances for partnership in this firm. I need to go be with my daughter. I already lost my wife. I'm not going to lose my daughter. And then storms out of the building. It's it's played very epically to something that's really not epic at all. Uh, <laughs> Typical so, of a DCOM indeed. Now we cut back to Tyra
1: Banks, who is walking down the street by the toy store when she sees the Eve dolls going for clearance now. And the one lady who has popped up a couple times in this movie...
0: Yeah, like the toy store owner. Looks at Eve. Oh my god, it was looks so funny. Doll,
1: looks back at Eve... <laughs> Looks back it at was the doll. so like she
0: saw a black woman for the first time. It was like, oh, well, clearly it's this doll. Because <laughs> like, mind you, Eve is the only black woman or black person, I think, in this entire film. I did not see one other black person. No, the,
1: the security guard, I think, is African American. Oh,
0: the security guard at the toy company. Okay, name one other one. You can't, I don't think. I, I genuinely don't think there's another black person in this whole movie.
1: I think you might be right. I think it's just the two of them.
0: So the toy store lady is like looking at the doll, which, mind you, doesn't look anything like Tyra. It just looks like a black Barbie doll. And she keeps looking back and forth between them, like, huh, a black woman? It couldn't be. <laughs> this must be a doll brought <laughs> back to life. It's so bad. It's so insane. Oh God, it's really, it's rough, man. So yes, we get another like sad montage with Eve there and it's like, oh, she's homesick and she wants to go back to Sunnyvale, quote unquote.
1: Eve has now arrived at the football game and she's trying to talk to the father saying, hey, I'm trying to say
0: goodbye. And the dad's like, oh yeah, we'll talk after the game. (laughs) wait, let's Scott, let's let's round out this fucking uh, sports saga with you in this movie. Let's talk about this championship game. Okay. Let's do it, Scott. Take us to the championship. So, Lindsay Lohan's
1: team is down four points. They need a touchdown to win the game. Lindsay drops back, throws the ball. It's actually a perfect spiral now. The guy who has now not caught the ball the entire game is standing there. The ball gets to him. He catches it. He starts <gasps> running down the sideline. He's being chased by a defender. It looks like he clearly is outrunning the guy. And he decides to, on the five-yard line, dive for the end zone and comes up short. Scott
0: lost his fucking shit he's like what the fuck was that like he's actually watching a real football game and real, like dude this is from 20 years ago like calm down it's not even real but what the fuck why would you die with the five it's like dude but like
1: if the kid tackled him okay he dives <laughs>
0: he makes the decision to lose <laughs> the game <laughs> <laughs> babe he's fucking 12 I don't give a
1: shit <laughs> so the kid dives they lose the game they,
0: they lose the game Lins, the but, Wildcats lose by the way the team's called the Wildcats I just want to put that out there get your fucking head in the game
1: <laughs> well this guy did not have his head <laughs> in the game uh, so father goes oh it's it's okay you know win or lose you still played great you're sure. still my daughter sure <laughs> Uh, they have
0: actually, they actually do have like a sweet moment, the dad yeah, it's, it's, and uh, very nice. Casey. And I'm like, okay, that's that's cute. And she cries again, and it's really, it's like a hearty moment. And then they cut to Eve in the stands, and she she touches her face, and there's a single tear rolling down her cheek. And she fucking bolts. She's like, I know what emotion is now. Okay, back to Sunnyvale, <laughs> and she darts out casey and the dad come over and and start
1: talking to the wide receiver and his mom yeah and the mom's like
0: oh your friend left like she said to say goodbye that she's uh going home or whatever and Lindsay's like oh fuck she's gonna try to go back to sunnyvale and the dad is fucking clueless he's like what the fuck are you talking about so they get in the car but, and they're doing the big chase but not, scene not, at the But the end. Wait, 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 wait. She
1: also goes to the wide receiver who she's been calling the dickhead the entire movie and goes, great game. And I'm like, no, it no, wasn't. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Stop. Just had to finish that point. Right. Suck a dick, we, you wide uh, receiver.
0: Okay. He's 12. He's 12. <laughs> He's a 12-year-old child in a movie. Calm down. <laughs>
1: He's 30 now. I can make
0: this. <laughs> but he, he didn't really do that, though. He was he was an actor. <laughs>
1: So now we come to the toy company. Uh, Eve has arrived at the toy company.
0: Yeah. She walks down the hallway and she finds this, like, display of Eve's stuff that's clearly, like, a setup for, like, a photo shoot or something. And um, that's where she decides she's going to do this spell to revert back to her doll self and, you know, save Sunnyvale, I guess. Okay. It's very unclear <laughs> is the logic of this. Okay. So her
1: whole plan is she's going to take the lesson she learned from being a human revert back to being a doll and save Sunnyvale. How?
0: How? Literally how?
1: You are a doll
0: who can't talk. You You can't do anything. You're a doll and you're not an executive at this company. You're not, you know, you have no sentience as a doll. So like you can't communicate with like, is this like a Buzz Lightyear situation where you have the sentience that you know you're a doll, but all the other Eves think that they're real. Like it's very confusing. And it's not explained at all because we're in the last like five minutes of the movie we at got, this point. We got
1: finish up. We got so finished. we're
0: wrapping it up. Um, Casey and the dad show up and the dad is mildly confused by this whole thing. <laughs> just mildly confused. Casey's crying. She gives Eve a hug goodbye. And it's very sad. Lindsay Lohan is carrying all the emotional baggage Baggage, of this movie on her fucking back.
1: Oh, the dad is totally, like, The
0: dad is a fucking matzah fucking cracker. Like, bland (laughs) as fuck. How Uh, dare you? (laughs) Okay, relax. It's the truth. You don't like the truth sometimes. But... (laughs) Yeah, he just seems mildly confused by the fact that he almost made out with a plastic doll lady. But that's fine. It's fine. But then as the the transformation happens. Ah, uh, yes. And Scott was like, wait, are they going to show it? Are they going to show her shrinking? I'm like, I actually don't remember. So we're going to find out together. And so lights, lo and
1: behold, <laughs> lights go around her like she's fucking beaming up from Star Trek. Uh-huh. <laughs> And she starts fucking (laughs) shrinking. I am melting. Yeah, we kept joking like,
0: oh, my bones, my bones. (laughs) Crack, crack, crack. Oh, my God. When she turns back into a doll, Eve, (laughs) Dad is like, we'll put her in a very special place. (laughs) My bedroom. (laughs) He doesn't say that, but he he does say they're going to put her in a very special place in the Mm -hmm. house. And now the movie's over. The father got partner. Yay, and he also kind of settles for Drew. Casey has sort of reunited and started to reach back out to her old friends. She's more social now. The
1: Eve doll is saved.
0: Yes, the Eve doll has miraculously and confusingly resurged in yes, the because now instead lexicon
1: of, again. Now, instead of dressing like anything, she dresses like a middle-aged mom.
0: Yeah, she's got the Karen haircut before the Karen haircut was ever karen And then uh, then we get
1: the credit scene. The
0: end credit scene really is what makes the movie what it is. Like, it's just just so emblematic of what the whole movie is. So the movie ends. Lindsay Lohan goes off with her little friends. And then it cuts to a music video of Tyra Banks in the fucking photo shoot room. yeah. Yeah, in the toy company. And it's just a music video of the theme song. The Be A Star theme song. And she's dancing... Lindsay Lohan's dancing, the dad is dancing, and the, the choreography is just awful. It's so awkward and terrible.
1: The, the Drew is dancing. And then we
0: get, yeah, we get every fucking side character in this fucking movie just coming on doing this stupid-ass dance. Just that sequence alone of this movie is worth the entire hour-and-a-half runtime for me. <laughs> oh like, God. it's just so emblematic of corny-ass 2000s, 90s fucking cinematic Mwah. Like, it's just, ooh, it's good shit. It's just so awkward and so trying to be hip. Ooh, it's so good. This movie about a magical doll coming to magical-ass life has this fucking sequence that's like three or four minutes long, and it is a fucking masterpiece of just bad 2000s cinema. And I will treasure it in my brain for all of eternity. But um yeah guys, that's life size man. I feel honestly, I feel sufficiently prepared for the Barbie movie now. I'm like really I'm so much more hyped for the Barbie movie than I was before. Yeah.
1: It's it's a weird movie. I advise alcohol or weed or
0: whatever you, you know, yeah, or vices. Like just just a bunch of friends that are willing to kind of torture themselves. Slash, fuck around and have fun, like you know.
1: Yeah, I gave it a one and a half.
0: Yeah, I have this rated a two and a half because even though it's bad, I mean, objectively, it's worse than a two and a half, probably, but it's just fun for me. It's definitely like a akin to a high school musical or a luck of the Irish or something like that or a smart house. It's just a decom that like is totally corny and stupid, but just really fun to look back on, nostalgically speaking, and just have fun with. So that was really fun, and hopefully we'll be able to go see Barbie when it comes out, as well as Oppenheimer, and uh, we'll we'll be able to partake in the madness that is that opening weekend. But uh, we will be taking the week off next week to just just recover from this fuckery that was life-sized um but we will return week after that with yet another disney movie for it is the start of a new month until then this has been shoot the flick i'm frankie sparks i'm um, sky's Merk. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick, and check out all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back in a couple of weeks for our sparkly and shiny movie adventure. Come on, Barbie, let's go party! Ah 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 yeah. Scott, do you regret me showing you this? A little. Oh no.